Oh, Scott, you're not the one who made that zombie takeout, are you? No, that was John. I can't tell you how much better that makes me feel. Welcome to episode 502 of Zombie Takeout, the B-Movie Cult Movie Show. I'm John. Hello, I'm Scotto. And before we get to this week's movie, we've got some listeners submitted from Bodo via Twitter in reference to last week's movie, uh, 2009's Star Trek. I almost called it a reboot. Um, he said, Scotto, they did say that Kirk cheated, but it was in a novel in 1989 called The Kobayashi Maru. Stupid fun fact, Kobayashi Maru translates in English to Little Wooden Boat. Basically, you have no choice against a superior ship. Oh, okay. And, of course, that brings us to this week's movie, which is from 1986, Star Crystal. And, of course, the impromptu plot summary sponsored by fucking crystals, when you absolutely positively have to explain some ridiculous bullshit in a sci-fi movie in a way that will sound vaguely sciencey to simple-minded viewers, except no substitutes. And also brought to you by Red Dots and White Dots. Oh, the suspense of watching the dots move about on the screen. They one of the worst even... movies we've reviewed, but probably one of our best episodes. They, they don't even have to correspond to the actual movement of the actors. No, no. I mean, it was... Anyway, all right. So, should I, I could give... I could do this two ways. There's a... Uh, truncated version, you know, shortened up, or I could actually do the plot summary. <laughs> Go the long, detailed way. All right, all right. So, we've got uh, two guys uh, playing about on Mars. Oh, it's all seems so wonderful. Uh, they somehow dig up a rock. What was special about the rock? I don't know. Um, they don't even really know. But they took it in. The scientist is like, you know, you keep bringing me this garbage. What I mean? <laughs> it had a real special. like stealing an archive or, or artifact from an you know Indian burial ground kind of vibe. Yes, definitely. But they never At, played into that. Right. At, well, speaking of like never playing into, you're introduced to this whole you know crew and stuff, and there's you know the tensions and whatnot, and uh, well. It doesn't matter because they're all dead. <laughs> mm. uh, and it's, I think I gave it more drama in the reading of yeah. that <laughs> sentence oh, yeah. than, uh, than the movie actually did. Our acting in the intro was ten times better than anything in the movie. The, the, movie, portray- <laughs> the movie portrays the death of the crew as pretty much some text of the oxygen supply, the air supply being cut off get your emergency uh oxygen you know right now because the air supply is now cut off they're all and it repeats repeats that a few times they're they're just so lost without you um so and you see them just pretty much passed out and that was it that they off screen they're all dead they the ship (laughs) pulls into the space station uh, they're they're trying. You're introduced to a whole new crew of people on the space station, uh, and they're tr- 
you know, intensely trying to figure out what's going on with this thing and everything. Don't get too comfortable with those people hmm. because all of those people pretty much die. Yeah. And they die off screen too. There are some cheesy claymation tentacles. They made tentacles boring. The anime well, fans understand. I don't why know if we saw me. the tentacles yet at this point. Oh, we? maybe those were later. We're on the space station. They have a handful of people on the ship, you know, investigating what's going on and looking at the computer logs to see what happened to the ship. It looks like they just shut the oxygen off themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's only like a couple people really concerned that a whole crew of people just up and died like this. Every one of the the guys e- e- is saying even how dumb they were. Maybe they just forgot to keep their oxygen on. Which I'm just <laughs> wait what? <laughs> how would one forget that? But anyway, I'm going to interrupt the plot summary, and I'm not going to cut this part out to suggest a possible title. What? And and we were going with my title, but I just thought of Red Shirts Are Us. Hmm. There were a lot of red shirts there in the were. beginning. We'll have to discuss later. Also, I think there was like a response uh, on our Facebook page from John oh. about uh, about Star Trek. and, and uh-huh. But I think about maybe I'll we'll just respond to it on the page okay. instead of us addressing it here. Okay. All right. Um, where was I? Um, the, the, everyone on the station died they came and they weren't the new crew came in they weren't all that concerned right so they're on they, they have this handful of people that are on the uh, the shuttle investigating and uh, in the middle of this for some reason a fire starts on the space station now you don't see a fire you just kind of hear it and some people, there's some vague panic on on the radio, and uh, I guess the aliens started the fire too. It doesn't really make it clear how that's possible. Mm-hmm. If he hacked into the space station computer system somehow at that point, the alien is a slug being gestated by a fucking crystal. So I'm guessing the crystal is psychic, or te- you know, telekinetic in some way. And uh, the shuttle takes off. I don't even know if they made the shuttle take off or if the alien did it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, they doesn't seem important. <laughs> I don't no, know. No. And uh, instead of seeing the people, we're all just introducing, panicking, and trying to survive. Uh, we just see the space station blow up. And uh, the crew member that the crew that is on that happens to be on the shuttle some people ran to the shuttle for some reason i guess they they were running to get away from the fire but they're about as emotional about losing all of these people as i am right now recounting this yeah, plot yeah. except for one well, i and think we're a... more emotional because we're annoyed at having had to sit through the movie at least they got paid <laughs> to be in the movie did they well presumably <laughs> uh there was one woman who was distraught about people dying and the possibility of their death but they were just trying to make her look like you know she's just a pretty little woman who's you know (laughs) getting emotional about things even though it's like they're in the middle of Mm 9-11 and uh they're hanging out cracking jokes about things and getting drunk even yeah yeah that was the one bit of acting that was a little bit convincing what the The drunkenness oh 
Yeah, but it didn't make any sense. Oh, no. You're but plotting kind your of course convincing. to save your, your lives, and uh, you're investigating, you know, they're investigating this weird shit going on still that they have no idea what caused it, and all these people have died around them, and they're just having a good time. <laughs> it just, mm-hmm. it was crazy. And uh, so, as they're they're moving along in the in the shuttle, they realize you know they program a course for the uh, for the next supply thing uh, to station to to re up to try to get back to Earth in a year and a half, um, and it's going to be a, a close shave, but they're they're getting to it. Uh, that is when the creature starts attacking, though. Uh, he attacks. They they start losing crew members. The the comical thing is he, one of the crew member just reveals this thing he has that has the life signs of each crew member mm-hmm. one of one of the crew members just had just died in the scene before so naturally her dot would have been out yeah <laughs> while he's showing this thing trying to impress the girl of course and uh they that they start realizing that uh, yeah they're losing crew members and we get to see a lot of these dots chasing each other. They couldn't be bothered to coordinate with the actors' movements or anything. They just had dots. Like when the two actors are hugging, the dots are are near each other, mm-hmm. but they're apart. <laughs> so it is of course down to the final two crew members the <laughs> the alien has uh pac-manned uh everybody else and um well he has to make a run to get some supplies out of the ship because they don't have any up in the uh in the bridge who knows <laughs> uh he runs down he gets some and realizes the alien pretty much could have killed him at any time but for some reason did not I was wondering that too, and was deeply disappointed that the alien yeah. did not kill the guy mm-hmm. who had his voice programmed into the computer, you know, being the only one that the computer could hear, right. leaving the last person, you know, unable to do anything with the ship. Right. But that was not an issue either because the alien pretty much took the ship over, uh, restores oxygen, and uh, so they have a big confrontation with the alien. And, uh, well... And then it somehow gets worse. It was all just a big misunderstanding. Now, we talked about, off the air, we talked about the show Star Trek Discovery. Uh That's pretty much... uh, They've done two seasons in a row of universal cataclysms that were just misunderstandings. Right. But this took it to a very weird place where it was just missing the song "You're My Best Friend." Yeah. <laughs> They're playing chess. There's there's a montage of them palling around with this alien slug. With this alien that now kind of looks like a dog. I was thinking kind of like a translucent orangey ET. Yeah, he was very like ET. That. I thought it was kind of like Snoopy a little bit. <laughs> like <laughs> the ears and the head mm-hmm. kind of their shape. And uh, yeah, they're just palling around with this thing that killed most of their crew. 
the entire crew of the space station and the entire crew of the ship that they are on right now before that that came into the state base station Mm -hmm. and uh well parting with such uh sweet sorrow he he had to go home and they went back to earth and hilarity ensues about halfway through the movie i had to message Bree to tell her that because yeah i'd mentioned that i was watching the movie for this week to mention that it was as i put it impressively boring yeah, you sent me the We usually don't talk about movies no, before. I had to, and I had thought the, I was under the impression that you normally watch it on Mondays or, or Sundays, so I thought you'd you'd watched it already. And I mentioned it, it's impressively boring. When I messaged Bree, I, I elaborated more. The characters are not established, so we don't care about them. We don't even care about the monster. Um, the acting is just perfectly mediocre. Yeah. Uh, and nobody has any charisma. It's no, just... no. The, the Billy is like this. Uh, it's just it's like nineteen forties. You know, oh, mm-hmm. what are you doing? This Ethel Merman, like, ah. <laughs> There's a lot of talk about you know whether filmmakers like Tommy Wiseau or Neil Breen are actually incompetent or if they're doing it intentionally. I think this proves that they're doing it intentionally because if they were actually incompetent, their movies would have turned out like this. This is I before we got together for this tonight, I've been trying to solve the mystery of this film <laughs> and what happened. Cause from the outset it looks like somebody wrote a story and handed it off to a director, and the director I mean the story on paper sounds interesting as fuck. A whole crew gets killed. Mm. A space station gets blown up. <laughs> except the filmmaker didn't show any of it happening. <laughs> no. There's no dialogue for nearly five minutes. Normally I dig that. And in this case, you know, they had a lot of like dramatic music cues when they're taking this artifact from this, you know, from Mars very, you know, uh, native burial grounds kind of vibes. off music. Yeah, yeah. But it's very dramatic. And, you know, they didn't, at least they didn't take long to reveal that there was something coming out of this. You know, you see the crystal, you see the yeah. slug. And then they start talking. And it gets just not weird, not bad, just blah. Now, my truncated plot was going to be you've seen the movie Alien, right? Yeah, yeah. Take out everything interesting and exciting. So take the, you know, a, a less advanced version of the creature mm-hmm. from Alien, and uh, it, it kills more people than Alien, of course. And uh, and then they make friends with it. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> That's the, that is the movie itself, in a and nutshell. The ship and the station, just from a design standpoint, are weirdly rounded. Yeah, you know, I had no problem with the models. That was probably... It was just an odd choice. Um, the one good thing about the movie. I mean, of models, my one bit of trivia, during several exterior shots of the space station, the top half of a toy Millennium Falcon can be seen uh, as oh, part of funny. the topography. That's funny. And uh, <laughs> so anyway, the, the key to Alien, though, working, is that there's like a survivor 
Yeah, like when you go into like the next movie, there's like somebody that knows what this thing did, right? And it's like a a squaring off, a mono e mono sort of thing. And it puts you on Ripley's side because you saw it too. You know she's right. Yeah, but this, oh, it killed so many people, mm-hmm. and no one had a problem with it. <laughs> and the effects are kind of fun, but of course not gory enough. No. I did like the kind of psycho-ish music cue when Billy's body is found. What the hell? Was, I mean, come on, man. It's just a 1986 version of the psycho theme on the synth. It's just so bad. Yeah, but at least it added a little tension and excitement to the film, which was desperately needed. And, <laughs> and why did they wait till 86 to rip off Alien, which was like 78? And then another movie they ripped off. The uh, the space herpes from Ice Pirates. Yeah. yeah. But essentially, they replaced the alien from Alien mm. with the space herpes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's been ages. Um, whenever yeah. we reviewed it was the last time I saw that one. Of course, I would watch that again. <laughs> so, I mean, that was probably like 10 years ago at mm. least. That was like, that was probably in the first year or two, actually. Probably. Yeah. Um. Also, somebody at one point referred to a meteor storm, and it sounded like media storm. It's kind of an interesting idea. <laughs> but we keep seeing this monster, this alien, gestating, and these tentacles attacking. But it's not creepy or scary or, or you know, other things that tentacles get. Um, it's clearly somebody moving the sticks from yeah. off screen. Right. And, and just... I mean, you kind of see them wrapping around things, and then that's it. And the alien is just too goofy looking to be disturbing when we finally see him. The effect actually reminds me, like the killing reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of that movie, The Terror. Another a little bit, yeah, yeah. Early movie that we did also. It's they they just changed the pudding, you know. It's not right. butterscotch. It's more of like a brownish red mm-hmm. pudding. I mean, I barely followed the plot because I, I just didn't care <laughs> there was no plot there wasn't a plot to follow i tried my damnedest you know <laughs> but when you keep changing casts in the middle i mean it's it's one thing to go for a fake out i respect that but you need to actually show those people dying you know mm. you need to actually give them their death scenes you can't do that off screen or else we really don't care the just, crew didn't care. Why should we care? I just thought of another possible title. I'm not seriously suggesting this one, though. Worst happy ending ever. The, um, <laughs> that's not bad. Um, in fact, I think we should go with that one. In fact, nobody on the crew seemed to know anybody that died on these things. You know, They could have had an easy emotional connection with you know that was my brother that was my sister that was my spouse mm-hmm. that was on that right but nobody knew anybody the 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 two dudes knew each other and that was about it everybody else right. was a stranger and when they had the final confrontation before things got silly she before goes to they sta- got silly <laughs> She goes to stab the alien. The guy jumps out and screams and waves his arm with arms. Was he trying to stop her or just distract it so she could stab it or what? I was trying to figure that out too. I think the alien did something to freeze them. 
It did after they moved, after they you know, got aggressive. But and I get she was coming down with a knife. Yeah. And then what, what was he doing, though? That's, I think he might have been trying to stop her. Yeah, or just maybe distract the alien so he didn't notice her coming down with the knife. I couldn't tell. And then as a reaction, you know, they just attacked him. So the alien freezes them. Um, and that end song, it was just comically bad. <laughs> it was very power of the night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. I, you know, the dude that did the music, I'm not sure about the, the singer, but mm. the dude that did the music did like the theme for the tick. <laughs> I mean, he's worked with a bunch of different artists. Over. I love the te- theme from the tick. Years. Yes, he did. We need to get to that on the TV show next. Whenever we yeah. do the TV show next. <laughs> but there's so many just weird things. Like when the security guys go to investigate the alien, they have the, the, the PA system that they're talking to people with. Hmm. They don't say anything to him until... The creature is right there on him. Yeah. Like, the creature has already killed the person he was going to, to try to rescue. They could have easily told him, oh, don't go in there. She's dead now. It's too late. Get out of there. Instead, he waits for the alien to start attacking him, going, hey, you should get out of there. <laughs> you mentioned the script earlier. Yes. I don't think they had a script. I think they had a premise. You think this is like a, a Christopher Guest movie? <laughs> they had a premise, and then they ran with it, and and this happened. You know, that's not a bad idea, that the, the dialogue was just improvised. I could see that totally happening. And I'm trying to prem- crowbar in a premise beach reference, but I can't. Um, I think you might be onto something, because... There are two writers credited. Mm-hmm. And my guess is one of them came up with the general story. And the other one's the director. Uh-huh. So the, and the director has not done much else. He's done like a couple other movies right. like around that time and then got out. I think he might be like an artist like that works with precious metals now, like copper or something. Probably <laughs> like better, right? Actual fine so. artist. <laughs> Um, but okay. So the, the, the impression I'm getting now is they were out drinking. They started brainstorming this idea drunk. And then the one who was the director just decided to go make it. Yeah. Yeah. He he somehow hoodwinked a studio into backing it. Yeah. I I mean, he got some product placements in there. Mm Coca-Cola is placed in there. That was obviously, I mean, yeah. There was no need for those things to have Coca-Cola on them. Right. He obviously, they obviously made some money on this. Yeah. The, the product placement is the oddest part for me because that means that those major corporations decided, yeah, we want our product in this movie that... Is... Well, they were told they were it's a sci-fi space movie. Oh, yeah, true, true. You know, they didn't... Uh... <laughs> yeah, they probably didn't read any scripts or, or you know look at any right. footage, and they they got placed in there. 
And that was it. And it was less than a decade after Star Wars, less than just a few years after Jedi, or, yeah, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So, yeah. Space I think it's around the same year as uh, Aliens, if not oh. maybe a little bit before it. You're right. Um, so, yeah, space movies were big. So, yeah, they just were told, yeah, space movie, just give us your products, give us your yeah. money. Um, yeah. You could be like the next Reese's Pieces in for exactly. ET. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, there's the selling point. <laughs> that was the sell. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, not knowing that they had no script. <laughs> Or maybe they did have a script, but they did, it looked pretty exciting on paper, but they didn't film any of the exciting scenes. <laughs> they just decided, ah, that could just happen off screen. We don't need to do that. It's not even a budgetary thing. They could have just taken those sets, mm. made kind of a, a smoky, you know, thing, machine, which could have been cheap to rent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just had a dramatic scene of them trying to stop the fire and, and thinking that you were following these main characters and then they die. And unrefrigerated cherry jello had to be cheaper than some of the effects that were in the movie. So there could have been blood. Yeah. <laughs> On the brains. Uh, sequels and remakes, obviously. <laughs> I mean, if somebody wants to take the idea and make a good version... Changing I have, I think I've come up with the perfect person to remake this movie, and it is obviously Mr. Neil Breen. Well, yeah, because Breen, think about it, he would play the programmer, right? Probably play the alien too, right? And uh, do it on a green screen. He would do it on a green screen, and all of those scenes that I'm talking about that were exciting, hmm. he would actually include. Yeah. Because he would love an action scene or two. I'm thinking James Cameron. He'd throw like fifty million dollars at it, and, and they're all blue people. Yeah, and, and it just wouldn't be any better, but it would look really pretty. How about James Cameron and Neil Breed working together? That begs the question of what Breen would do with a budget. I know. Which is a fascinating thing to ponder. <laughs> Where Breen would play the colonel at the space station, the uh-huh. captain, the right. alien. <laughs> and maybe even the security guard. <laughs> and they'd all have fake beards, except for one of them. Well, you have to have one with a fake beard to just differentiate that that's not, you know, right. yeah. Neil himself. Mm-hmm. On the brains. On the brains. No one should ever see this movie. I'm giving it a one. Uh, I was right there with you, but one just might be too generous. <laughs> um, I Rotten Tomatoes, and I think it's one of the, you know what, out of all these years we've been doing this, it's I think it's the first time I've ever actually mentioned Rotten Tomatoes. Probably. They have this at 17%, mm-hmm. and my reaction was, oh, that seemed a little generous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going half. Um, the just wow. Yeah. Just yeah. Watching the paint dry. It was boring. Uh, it was the scene with them throwing the football back and forth on Mars is just like the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I wish I this needs Rocky horror treatment. 
Like, this should be a midnight screening with no, people yelling shit at it. Even Rocky Horror, I've seen Rocky Horror countless times in a theater. That's fun to watch, even on its own. It's It has entertainment value. It's better in a theater, of course. But yeah. even watching it at home, it has entertainment value. This has nothing. I don't want to make people sit through this for the sake of throwing shit and yelling comeback lines. Yeah. I mean, I guess you had the filmmaker in the front of the house and throw stuff out. Oh, yeah. If you're throwing shit at home. <laughs> so, yeah, half a brain. And what have we learned? Fucking crystals. It was right there in the title. Why didn't yeah. I see that? Mm-hmm. And I learned that there's an art to mediocrity. Um, you, in, in private message, referred to this as... And as an anti-masterpiece. And, it is. Yeah, I liked that expression. It's, you know, like somebody set out to make the worst film ever and, mm-hmm. and you know, just sucked the joy out of everything while being too glib when things shouldn't be glib. Yeah. And that's it for Star Crystal. Until next time when we'll be reviewing Masters of the Universe. <laughs> And we're laughing because we've seen Masters of the Universe. I have not because you haven't. it was going to be terrible. <laughs> Can't but be here worse we than go. I, I, I'm going to say now it's not going to be good by any stretch of the imagination. It it's will be better look like than this. Chaucer. Yes, it'll be fun, it'll be fun compared to this. Until then, of course, always remember, never forget, wherever you go in life, there you there are. You are.